Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast brought to you by the perfect summer day. Whatever that looked like for you as a kid, just imagine it. You're having a great day. Maybe you're relaxing. Maybe you're playing a video game, reading a book, playing outside with your friends. And then you come home and you realize you forgot to defrost the chicken your mom asked you to defrost because you were busy having your perfect summer day. So this podcast is brought to you both by the perfect summer day and by the sinking feeling that you get in your stomach when you look and you realize the chicken is still frozen. If you are supposed to be defrosting a chicken right now... Defrost the chicken. Go do it. (laughs) As an adult, I really understand my mom's like, why didn't you defrost this chicken? Because... I mean, you can't have dinner. You gotta completely change your dinner plans. I wonder if any kids out there have ever purposely sabotaged the defrost chicken plan because they didn't want to eat the chicken they wanted McDonald's instead. If you did that, write in, you little sociopaths. The the number of times that I definitely complained about a delicious, fresh, home-cooked meal and instead was begging for garbage like McDonald's is shameful, looking back. Kate, have you ever seen Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown, and Don't Come Back? I sure have not. So this is our third to last Paramount family favorite. I have incorrectly, I've been meaning to issue this apology and retraction for a while. At the beginning of this series, I said there were 13 movies. There's actually 12. So I was wrong about that. And on the last episode, when I told you how many we had left, I told you we had two left. We actually have three. It's Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown. Prehysteria, and Charlotte's Web. Today we're going to watch Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown. This movie came out on May 30th, 1980. It was directed by Phil Roman and Bill Melendez. It was written by Charles Schultz. And this story for this movie was inspired by Charles Schultz's... Malvoisin? Malvoisin in Normandy. Malvoisin? So that's where he was stationed in World War II, and it inspired him to write this movie. I haven't seen it, so I don't think I don't think war has anything to do with it. I think it's just the location, but we'll see. Is it um, going to be real dark? I, I hope so. Like in the Red Baron, when it's like, oh God, is Snoopy going to make it home? <laughs> yeah. And that whispery flute's playing. <laughs> this is the fourth feature-length Peanuts cartoon film. I did not know prior to this that there were any, but it's the fourth one. It's the only one in this Paramount collection, but it's the fourth of those. This comes after the, you know, Christmas special for TV and the Halloween special. Mm -hmm. And the premise, the short version is, Charlie Brown and Linus are exchange students. They go to France as exchange students. God, what a bummer of an exchange student. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you're the family, you get sad sack Charlie Brown and Linus with his weird blanket. Yeah. I don't think he washes that blanket regularly. I would hope so, but... What are your opinions on the peanuts, real quick? I think they're okay. You like them? Yeah, they're kind of like slow... Like Doug and Mayberry. Fair. All right. So Nothing really ever changes, though. Like, none of these kids are making changes in their lives. Have you, know? you ever seen a feature-length Peanuts or just the TV specials? I for sure have never seen a feature-length Peanuts, and I'm thinking there might be a reason. Let's see if it, they can stretch this out into a movie the fourth time they've done it. Ha, ha, ha. I see you got a letter, big brother. Uh-huh. This is the first letter I've ever received, but I can't read it. Here, let me see it. No, you might lose it. I don't want anything to happen to my first letter before I get the chance to read it. All right, so we know we're in France because the cars don't work super well. And I feel like in cartoon tropes, it's like, all right, these are not American cars. These aren't French children. They're American. Yeah, Charlie Brown could have just gotten a muzzy tape. This is so weird. I don't like it. I don't like the way it's animated. It definitely doesn't have the polish of some of the better animated films of this, uh, of history. Who's this spooky kid? Do these kids have electricity? It's France. It's not like 
a developing country. Chateau Maubasson. Jacques looks like he's 40. Okay, so as part of the exchange program, two American students are going to go back. And apparently without consulting the student, and I assume the parent, they've decided it's going to be Charlie Brown and Linus. Yeah, Everyone like, just booed. They were like, boo. It was like a contest. But I don't think he entered it. He seems pretty <laughs> upset about it. Peppermint Patty's got some pretty significant vocal fry. All right, so Peppermint Patty and Marcy are also going. Where are the parents? Also, these children are being whisked away to France. This smacks of human trafficking. Yeah, it's like the, um... They're about to get on a plane by themselves. The premise of, you know, it's kids and you don't really see the parents does work normally, but not in a situation where they're doing international travel. That adult just spoke. Wow, he doesn't sound like a a trumpet mute or whatever. How disappointing. There's a man talking. I don't think Marcy has any eyes. We've all been on a flight like this (laughs) for Peppermint Patty just is yelling the whole time. I don't understand how this movie simultaneously manages to be kind of weird and just so much of a snooze fest. There's no music by Vince Guaraldi. You know what I mean? It's just a letdown. These kids are like seven years old. How are they How are they just sending them over here to navigate London? Linus still has a blanket. This is just too long. What, Snoopy playing tennis? Yeah, it's just too much. I do love Woodstock, though. I've got Woodstock energy. Irrationally mad about everything. <laughs> Extremely small. Loves to fight. All right, so there's a joke that they can't understand anything that people are saying in London. It's not funny. None of this is funny. And it doesn't have to be funny, but I can tell that it desperately wants to be funny. What do you think Marcy's got in that big suitcase? Alright, so we got lame lyrics, we got sweeping strings, we got one single female vocalist. It's not good. It's not good at all. I don't like it. Why are these kids riding on a hovercraft? Was this a thing that was going on in the 80s? And my question is, what kind of school has a budget to put them on a hovercraft? (laughs) I guess this was pre-No Child Left Behind, so. It looks like it's run by Pigpen. (laughs) They'd kick up quite a bit of dust. All they've done is travel. It's so, I mean, it's called Bon Voyage Charlie Brown. Good point. You know? Here's a question. All these kids are trying to rent a car. I know it was a different time. I guess the dog is going to drive. This is very confusing. Yep, I just, I don't like it. behind the wheel. I don't like anything about it. And like, you know I love to suspend my disbelief. I'm just not here. Not feeling. Yeah, this is pretty dumb. Snoopy is driving them. Oh, here's a traffic circle joke. Ha ha ha. Traffic circles aren't that hard. Now they've been in an accident. (laughs) All right, so they've been in an accident and Marcy is just letting the other drivers have it. But it's clearly Snoopy's fault because he stopped in the middle of the traffic circle. Hope they purchased that additional insurance. This is really bizarre. Snoopy has just participated in a hit and run. So does he not know the person he got a letter from? He got a mysterious French letter that was like, I await your arrival. Yeah. And he was cool with it? Yeah. Because he never gets letters. He's going to get kidnapped. Probably. But you know how he famously never gets letters? He's the prime demographic to get kidnapped. Lonely. Little bald boy. Little bald boy. All right. So they've arrived at this creepy chateau and nobody's home. Or so you think. You ever seen an episode of Scooby-Doo? Somebody's always home. Charlie Brown. These kids are going to die of hypothermia. All right, so these kids who have been whisked off to Europe without their parents are now camping outside because there's no one to receive them at their uh, chateau. Yep. This is a problem. This has really given me a lot of acid reflux. I also feel like this wants me to like Snoopy a lot more than I do. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was like Snoopy as a cultural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And it's like we just give Snoopy a lot of airtime. You know? Because mm-hmm. Snoopy, I think, is a cultural icon in a way that, like, maybe Charlie Brown isn't. Mm-hmm. Is this a discotheque? This is great. Hey, on the other hand, though, 
you've often said that cartoons that we watch are too hectic and high energy. This <laughs> sucks eggs. And not even because it's slow, it's just not good. Yeah. We're just watching Snoopy drink a bunch of root beer that's obviously meant to be beer, beer, while music plays on the jukebox. There's nothing really funny or interesting happening. And this is a long sequence. I think they're just reusing a lot of this footage, too. Like, yeah. Every time Snoopy drinks another root beer, it does appear to be the same animation. Alright, so someone has mysteriously covered them with a blanket. I would be getting out of here. G-T-F-O. Have you ever listened to a murder podcast? Get out! Oh my god, now there's croissant and, and coffee waiting for them. No. Get out of there, man. Absolutely not. Marcy and Pierre are just holding hands now. Yep, she's Pierre's wife now. <laughs> Poor Peppermint Patty. she got a crush on every boy. It's never reciprocated. I just find this really tiresome, right? Like, this is not... Yeah, it's very disappointing. I'm just, meh, the whole thing. Now they're eating soup out of a tureen. Get away! <laughs> Alright, so there's a little girl, same little girl who invited Charlie Brown to come stay with her, and she's bringing food out in secret. The uncle's like, I don't want any of these boys on the property. She's like, oh, no boys. And she <laughs> brings them a tureen of soup. What are those, tamales? Look at this little creep. God, I hate that blanket. You know it smells. You know it stinks like a dog in the rain. Don't get in a car driven by a dog. I'm just saying. Just don't do it. You must leave quickly. Not until you tell me what's happening. Well, I have to speak fast. This started a long time ago. My grandmother often told me the story. Here, I'll show you. This bag belonged to Silas Brown, Charles Brown's grandfather. When Monsieur Brown was in France during the Great War, he was stationed here at Malmaison. He became good friends with our family, especially my grandmother liked him very much. As you can see, he was very handsome. He looks a little like Charlie Brown. And when he finally left the chateau, Monsieur Brown and my grandmother wrote letters to each other. Finally, the letters stopped coming and my grandmother married, and she had a family, but she never forgot the charming American. It wasn't good. It was not even fun to make fun of. I, yeah. I felt the least energized I, by this installment of our Paramount family favorites. I legitimately am ready to fall asleep. I, it was so boring. I think I dissociated for a large portion so of it. Boring. It's not good. So, Kate... Yeah, not a good one. I do not recommend that to anyone. Please, don't do it to yourself. Whether you've seen it before or not. No. I'm a little curious what the other three before this theatrical Charlie Brown movies are, but not enough to ever watch them. I'm not. The animation's bad. The music is lackluster. Like, especially when you compare it to the Charlie Brown, like, Christmas yeah, special. yeah. Where, you know, you're listening to the Vince Guaraldi trio. This was very, it was yeah. just unpleasant in every it's way. It's just, it's just too long. My summation here is that Charlie Brown isn't meant to be feature length. Yeah, there's it, a lot of Snoopy filler. Yeah, like the the specials are almost too long. You know, every time yeah. you watch them, and I do like to watch Christmas and Halloween every year, but like, yeah, you got your Red Baron, and it's like too much. Stretching there wasn't even movie. any. There wasn't even any whispery flute in this, <laughs> and you know I love a whispery flute. 
Lizzo, if you're listening. Into a movie Help is just not, it's not working for me. It's just so long and like the jokes were so repetitive. It's like you have Peppermint Patty doing her bit about like, Pierre's in love with me. And she just kept, it was her only thing she did. And she did it over and over again. I'm just so tired of this film. It's like when a kid says a joke and they think it's really funny and no one reacts and then they say it 12 more times like please stop to make sure that we all heard it yeah kate there's two left you had previously said you wanted to finish with charlotte's web is that yes. still true so that, that means that means next week we're gonna watch prehysteria the little dinosaurs movie sure little claymation dinosaurs that's got to be more Ooh. visually interesting than this and then we'll finish off with Charlotte's Web in two weeks. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. Head to our website, www.notstalgia.org, for more. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Rate and review the podcast if you haven't. Give us feedback. Find us on social media. Look for Notstalgia or email us, notstalgia at AOL.com. Tuesday, the Peanuts gang's on the move. By land, by air. We bring you greetings from across the sea. Snoopy playing at Wimbledon. Intrigue at a French chateau. Fire! Appreciate a good romantic story. He's gone international. Bone Voyage, Charlie Brown. That's me.